0: Did anyone lose power or have flooding in their yard or basement a couple weeks ago at the last storm? Anybody? Oh, God bless. Uh, Our power went out at about 10.30 at night, and I held a vigil over our sump pump. (laughs) And I watched the water rise and go down as that poor little battery-operated pump pumped his heart out trying to get the water out. Night came and went, and 10 hours later, the power went on, and I breathed a sigh of relief. It seemed such a traumatic evening. Then I began to see the images coming from the Carolinas, the devastation of the floods. Imagine what people there are experiencing. From a thousand miles away, safely a thousand miles away, we see terrible pictures. We hear horrible stories of the loss and devastation. People dead, towns destroyed, nearly a million homes and businesses without power. Sort of dwarfs my one home. We pray that they get good news and that with their faith they will endure this trial and get through it. In our first reading from Isaiah, we hear of his persecution. I love this image how they plucked his beard. I guess that's why I keep my face shaven so they can't get at my whiskers. He watched the people of God and their leaders turn away from God and eventually end up in exile. Where was Isaiah's good news as all that played out as he endured the persecution? He tells us that God was with him. He had his faith in God that kept him strong in the face of the persecution he faced. Now the context is for this particular reading is near the end of the exile. And so if we go on and read in the next chapter, Isaiah tells us, yes, the Lord shall comfort Zion and have pity on all her ruins. Her deserts he shall make like Eden, her wasteland like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness shall be found in her. Thanksgiving and the sound of song. This message of joy in the midst of suffering is echoed in the gospel. Following Jesus is not going to make his disciples popular. If they follow his way, they will suffer too. But the good news is captured in our Lord above the altar. Jesus resurrected from the shadow of the cross. The kingdom of God, as a result, is with us today and will be with us in eternity. You know, in our lives, we have many things that can distract us, physically and spiritually. Maybe it's our own health. We're dealing with some problem. Maybe it's the death of a loved one. Maybe it's flooding in our basement, in our cities. Maybe it's the terrible crimes that have been committed by some of our leaders in the church, that leave us devastated. Where do we find joy? Where do we find the strength to go on? You know, one of the things that, uh, and I, I regret, I don't have a screen I can project this, but maybe many of you saw this. One of the things that came out of the images from the Carolinas is, was on the cover, or the first page of the Chicago Tribune, you'll have to use your binoculars to see this, but it shows a person walking through the water, trudging through the water, carrying a young child. The person is a stranger, really, to that child. This, the, the person is a volunteer who has stepped up to help the community recover. I think that's where our joy is. It's in our faith, and in this faith community. And the good news is that we are the ones who can create the good news by what we do, by staying true to the way of Jesus, by standing together and working through personal problems, natural disasters, human crimes, even when they're committed by leaders or people who purport to be our leaders. How do we do that? How do we survive in faith? And how do we create the good news? Again, it's right here in our community. And in the second reading, James tells us that our faith carries with it good works, actions. In our faith and in our faith community, we're called to step up to look for ways that we can help each other. And when we do that, you know what we create? We create a community that's here to help us when we need help. That is what we are called to do. And when we do that, we create a welcoming place where others hear about us and they step forward, joining us, looking for new life. You know, as was mentioned at the beginning of Mass, today is Catechetical Sunday. And at the end of Mass, we'll have a blessing for all those who are involved in teaching the faith. And you know, it's not simply teaching the faith, it's turning people into disciples. It's teaching them how to hold on to their faith, how to enrich their faith, and how to fulfill that faith in good works. Michael Furlong who completed the RCIA program will then give a short talk about his experience in the rite of Christian initiation of adults. This is the program where we invite people to join our community, to learn about what we believe and why we believe it, and how that drives us into ministry. These two ministries, Religious Ed, RCIA, are not just the ministries of other people. You know, people maybe we know, maybe we don't. They are our ministries. They are our community in action. And there is a place for each of us. Perhaps it's only in prayer to support those kinds of ministries. Over the next week, I invite you to reflect on the faith that is so precious to each of us. Reflect on how that's calling us to action and reflect on the ways and perhaps you're being called to assist with these programs of religious education and adult faith formation, as well as our religious ed for children.